Welcome to SOS Paranormals, Chilling True Tales. All of these stories are actual first-hand accounts told to me by the people who have had these experiences. On the condition of anonymity and with their permission, these accounts are being retold by me to you. A Little Horse There are stories in this part of the country that tell of a ghost horse that haunts a certain field in this town. Jake and his friends were all out together late one afternoon. They were having a good laugh and the topic of conversation turned to the ghost horse. As the field they were talking about was not too far from where they had met up, they had an impromptu moment of bravery and they decided that he and his nine other friends would drive out to the field in two car loads and check it out for themselves. They didn't believe the stories, but they were looking for some fun. A short drive later, Jake and his friends all reached the field, where the strange things were said to have happened, and then they got out of their cars to look around. They made their way across the field on foot, laughing and joking around. And then they stood in the field for quite some time. They could see nothing and they could hear nothing, but they waited. Jake guessed that they would have waited about 30 minutes or so, but nothing was happening. During this time, they talked a little bit but for the most part walked around looking for any signs that the stories might be true. They encountered nothing and were starting to grow bored. They started talking about heading back to one of the friends' houses as it was starting to get late and the sun was going down, when suddenly they heard a loud neigh from one corner of the field. Startled, they froze, but they couldn't see any horse in sight. Seeing as there were neighbouring fields and there could have been any number of horses on any number of those fields, the friends weren't too concerned. That was until they heard the sound again. This time it sounded much closer, and it was followed by the sound of galloping horses' hooves. The sound grew louder as if it was coming closer, and it was coming closer rather quickly. Jake and his friends began to grow frightened as the galloping grew louder and closer, but they still couldn't see anything. They got ready to jump out of the way in case they saw an actual horse coming towards them but soon they realised that there was no visible horse nearby them. Frightened and too afraid to run, they felt as if they were frozen in place. The sound of galloping was soon right up next to them, and even though they couldn't see anything, it sounded as if a horse was running right up to them, and suddenly they all felt something large and invisible brush past them as the sound of the horse also passed. They all ran for their cars in fright and sped off. They didn't talk to each other until much later when they were well away from the field. Finding oneself. Laura was a single businesswoman who was in the market for a property. She had certain areas in mind for a property but hadn't seen anything that really called out to her. That was until she was driving through Leichhardt and she saw a sandstone house that she immediately fell in love with. She pulled over to look at it from the outside and in her mind everything about it was perfect. She wanted nothing more than to buy this house. Now, as luck might have it, a short time later, the house was on the market for sale, and she was really excited by this opportunity. She got her money together for a deposit and contacted the real estate agent who took her through the house. Seeing the inside of the house that was so beautiful, and in her words, felt really comfortable, it became her obsession to buy the house. Better yet, the current owner was selling the house for far below what he could actually sell it for. 
Laura had some trouble getting the full amount of money quickly enough to secure the house due to the fact that money was tied up in business interests. In an unethical act, the real estate agent bought the house from under her nose. Angry and disappointed that she'd missed the opportunity of buying her dream home, she would frequently drive past the house whenever she was in the area just to see it. Months passed, and she was driving past the house again, when she noticed another for sale sign in the front yard. She thought to herself that she was in luck, this was her opportunity. She pulled over and got down to see the front of the house again. While she was admiring the front of the house, a neighbour saw Laura standing there and began a conversation with her. The neighbour began to tell Laura how nobody would ever live there long. Someone would buy the house, live there only for a short time, and then sell the house for well below what they could actually sell it for, or well below what they'd bought it for. The neighbour, though, had no idea why this was and said that this had been going on for quite a number of years now. Laura went away thinking about this and booked in with the new real estate to see the house again. This time, however, Laura took a friend with her who happened to be a clairvoyant. They went to the house and walked around all the rooms. The clairvoyant almost immediately stopped, and she pulled Laura aside to speak to her. She told Laura that the house was haunted. Not only that, she said that nobody would ever be happy in that house because of the ghost. If that wasn't weird enough, she told Laura that she had lived there in a past life, and that that was the reason why Laura had been drawn so strongly to that house. The clairvoyant also said that the ghost that haunted the house was the ghost of Laura's husband from that past life. According to the clairvoyant, he would not rest and leave the house until Laura bought the house and lived there again. Babysitting Ken was a young man who wanted some extra money, so he decided to take up babysitting. He was looking after a young boy who would have been about 13 years old at the time. The family had known Ken for many years, so they trusted him to look after their son while they went out. The night had gone on well. They had watched TV, had dinner, played a board game, and now it was bedtime. After the boy had fallen asleep, Ken sat downstairs reading a book for a while. A short time later, Ken heard a noise upstairs. It was almost as if someone was moving about the house. Thinking that the boy had gotten up from bed, Ken decided to go up and see what was happening. Ken walked up the stairs in the darkness, and he faintly saw a figure move across the landing up ahead. He called out to the boy and said that he should be in bed, but there was no answer. A little bit annoyed at being disobeyed, Ken continued up the stairs and in the direction in which he had seen the figure go. Oddly enough, the figure had gone in the opposite direction to the boy's bedroom. Ken called out again to the boy as he walked over to the last door in the corridor where he thought he'd seen the figure go. He was about to call out to the boy again when suddenly the figure that had been moving away from him stopped dead in the doorway and turned <gasps> to face him. Ken stopped quickly and stood barely a metre away. This figure, whatever it was, was not the boy, and it stared at Ken in the face. It didn't move, it didn't make a sound, it just stood there. Ken was so frightened he couldn't move. He said that he did not know how long he and this figure were staring at each other's faces for, but he said it felt like hours. Then suddenly, the figure with the face disappeared.
Scared silly, Ken ran back downstairs and waited outside for the parents' return. When they did soon return, he told the parents of the boy what had happened. Surprisingly, the father said, Ah, oh, thank God. Ken looked at him confused. It was because the father had had a similar experience a few weeks earlier and thought he may be losing his mind. Despite the long-standing friendship, Ken never babysat for them again. There is so much we just don't understand yet. Thanks for joining me and don't forget to listen in next time for more Chilling True Tales. If you'd like to subscribe, that would be fantastic and you won't miss another episode. If you'd like to submit your own Chilling True Tale so that your story might be featured in one of these episodes, contact me on seekersosparanormal at gmail.com. Email details are in the description. Thanks again for joining me. Until next time.